This is 72. Yeah. This is your 72nd? Yeah. That's fine. All right. Welcome back to episode number 72 of Stream of Thought. And today we are joined by a very special and mysterious And elusive guest. figure. El- elusive figure. I like the way that you put that. Um, the most elusive, might we say. A man with an unpronounceable name. Do <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Neil Batang! Confetti! All over the place. No, just in my mind, but that's not happening in reality, but that was a pretty cool introduction. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome. So, what are a few things we talk about on this 72nd episode? Well, Neil goes all the way back with us to the start of what was VNR Media, long before Stream of Thought. Long before any of this sort of emerged, we need to have another episode where we only talk, where we talk about that like in detail. It really deserves with Neil here to itself, absolutely. But anyway, he's one of our oldest friends. He goes all the way back into high school, and we get a chance to cover the gamut. I mean, yes. we talk about everything: traveling the world, social yeah. movements, high school, politics. Back to traveling the world, and a little bit of race, we a little bit of race, race. yeah. And we yeah. talk and, and women. And women. Exactly. <laughs> There's always women. Yeah. So with that being said, episode number 72 featuring Neil Batang. Thank we you all for you, having me. We hope you enjoy. I woke up feeling slightly dehydrated in the middle of the night. Really? Yeah. Because you were drinking it well, through. Well, maybe you drink more water then. I do drink more water. I do drink plenty of water. What I'm saying is because I don't drink very often, I can't drink a lot. Otherwise, I'll feel sick. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah, do America's right. happiest people work? Is this yours, Rick? Look at my number mom, five. My, my mom printed that off. His mom printed that for me because we've been doing some self-tapes in here for me to send in. Self tapes yeah. like for you to like like for auditions. Gotcha. Yeah, they give me a copy, which is like what they want you to read, and uh, I have the video camera, and Rick's tapes me, and then I send it in. I've, oh. we, I mean, we've only done that a couple times. Yeah, but let me uh, tell you what. Oh, he was here was for a real good one. Priceless. Yeah. Here, I don't know if I have a script still. He did sides uh, for that. I'm so glad that he did just one take because it was for uh, Domino's, right? It was, the funny thing is, okay, the so, real the funny yeah. thing is, is that when I submitted for the commercial, or this national commercial, it says National Pizza Chain because they never tell you what the company is, and then you open up the PDF and it says Domino's <laughs> on there. So but, it's Domino's. Even yeah, it's, it's for like Domino's. To be anonymous. R- correct. Correct. But anyway, it was pretty funny because for the very last portion, I said the same thing for the most part. Yeah. But the very last portion, like they want you to be totally wacky, like those dumbasses on TV, on like uh, just super, uh, stupid, su- super stupid wacky, like <laughs> whoa, whoa, like like, like Jim Carrey, shit. yeah, like Jim Carrey on on uh, like level one hundred. Yes. Like yes, and let me tell you, my super Jim Carrey embarrassment. For real, like uh, yeah, this is wack. It was something else. This is cool. It was still fun though. Can I take a picture of this thing? Yeah, just this list. You can take a picture I mean, of that I'm for sure. sure. My mom could print you off a copy if you wanted. But what's new with you, featuring yeah, Neil Batang? Who, who is the stranger in our midst right now? This is the this N is in V in the former VNR <laughs> media. Yeah. Um, are we recording just, right now? Yeah, we've been recording. Okay, man. cool. Okay, so that's a, that's that's smooth. Yeah, I'm doing well. 
I'm doing well. Okay. I mean, I mean, you know, life life's been pretty good. You know, it's just uh, globe trotting, globe trotting, trying to get my um, my life in order, trying to get my finances straight. Um, so we're aspiring to become. It's so funny. We we tur- you know we start recording and you turn into a robot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Totally yeah. 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 I know. I know. I'm good. <laughs> what um? I'm going, like well, pe- dozens and hundreds and maybe thousands. Maybe millions of people will hear this. So. What have you been doing they're, they're, since uh, Tel Aviv? Because that was the last trip I know. I know you did Israel and you did Singapore and you did. Uh, did you go to Germany? Where did you go? I've so, lost track of okay, everywhere so you've gone. Tel Aviv, I went to. I went to Indonesia. I went to Bali. I went to Singapore. I was in Hong Kong, and I went to Jamaica. I went to those places. And you went to Ireland recently. Place, and I went to Ireland. All places that you visited, did you feel the most at home at? And which one did you feel the most a stranger in? I felt the most at home in Ireland. It was Ireland because it's a lot like here, Ricks. Like, dude, it's pretty much here. Like, I thought I was with a bunch of people from Glenbard West with Irish accents, like, well, just like, doing our thing and having fun. Was dressed kind of like we would be dressed? Absolutely. It a, so it was a very yeah. suburban... A- absolutely. Yeah, super, super suburban, super, super, I mean, I, super waspy, you know, <laughs> like, straight up. I know you guys will they get with them. You, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And just, like, you know, Western countries tend to um, resemble ours in that sense. Yeah. So it was super, like, you know, like, I was like, okay, like, I could have... I I felt at home. They have a bunch of American restaurants, you know. Which were you the most alienated in? What country did I feel the most alienated? Uh, Bali, Indonesia, for yeah. sure. You don't see no black folk. You don't see no black folk. Did I tell you guys I, I ended up in the newspaper in Bali? No. I was, I was, I was in the newspaper. What? I was on the front page of an Indonesian newspaper. How did this happen? Yeah. I, I How did this you. happen? So, um, yeah, I'm... Hold on while I pull it up. Don't, so, don't think, just talk. so I mean, I'm trying to think of the story, but what happened was, uh, sorry, it's been a while since I've been, I've done this. I'm rusty. So I was walking down the street. I, I was getting a tour um, with me and, and the young lady. I went to, I went to Bali too, whose name shall not be mentioned because she's uh, she's crazy right. as hell. Right. And um, yeah, we were just walking down the street, and uh, I don't know. We were on a tour, and when I come back, I get a WhatsApp message from the tour guide, and he's like, hey, uh, Neil, uh, check out this picture. Do you recognize the guys in the photo? And I'm like, holy shit, that's me. This is the and same day. No, this is after I returned. So okay. I didn't know about the picture. He didn't know about it either. Of until of course, you get the tour guide's phone number. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he hits <laughs> me up all the time. Good guy. I mean, he hits me up. Oh, he's, you, yeah. you, make the, you make the most interesting friends. He hits me up once a month. Neil, how are you? When are you coming back to Bali? We miss you. Balinese, Bali what? Whatever, you know. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I ended up in the front page of the newspaper. And it's me and it's him. And you, and you, but you can't see the girl, too, which was great. She's blocked off mm-hmm. as well. So right, I was so like, well, wow. Was what was the headlines? It was like, oh, uh, Ameri- American tourists in Bali. American tourists in Bali. <laughs> that's literally what it was. Like, they saw me, like... Like you know, uh, a black dude, yeah, yeah like a black dude who's who's over six foot. Like a lot of them are short. You know what I mean, oh, Rick? So I'm right, like, okay, yeah. I'm six foot. You know, like I'm 200 pounds, and I've yeah, got dreads whoa, and shit. Whoa, They're like, whoa, what the hell? The funniest part of Bali because Bali has like there are no they're black folk from Bali, but they come from a lot of the uh, 
they come from your Australia's. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who are living in Asia who would like to go on vacation because it's super cheap and it's not that far from Australia. Right. So, but no, no Americans were there. No American black folk, especially. Yeah. So I remember I'm, I'm going to the club. I'm going to this Brazilian club called La Favela in Bali, right? And I'm walking by, and there's this uh, this black dude walking, and uh, he's walking by, and he's and he's fucked up. I can see it in his eyes. So he's squinting at me. He's like, I, I don't think I see what I'm actually seeing yeah. right now. <laughs> and he's an Australian guy, and he's like, oh, my God, black people. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and his friend just shoves him out the way, dog. Like, bro, you, are, you have no chill right now. Like, you need to relax, but... Yeah, there's not a lot of black people who go to Bali, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty tight. But uh, Ricks, man, what's up with you? And um, I kind of want to talk to you about the uh, gubernatorial election, the upcoming one, the primary that's uh, happening on March 20th. Make sure you guys vote. What's up, man? Okay. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I mean, what candidate are you leaning toward? Well, you brought it up. Tell me why you're interested in this. Tell me, well, like, enlighten me as to your... Uh your area of uh, fascination. Well, when we were on the way over here, we saw the, all the signs in people's front yards. And yeah. we, I thought to myself, like, dude, I bet Rick's knows exactly who he's voting for yeah. for every single category. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is his Christmas, you know? He'll be, he'll be and then we, the and then we're driving by, And then we're driving by, you know what we see? A Jay Kinsler sign. <laughs> like, that, that clown, man. That dude. God. Yeah. yeah. No, I... Uh, it's interesting because we actually, yeah, I believe that's tonight. There is a forum hosted by the League of Women Voters for Democratic candidates for the House seat, I believe. Okay, is what it is. And uh, I'm a bad, I'm a bad uh, Illinoisan. Illini. No, I'm not an Indian. Whatever. People from <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an Indian. Chicagoan. But, what are you talking about, Illinois? There's yeah. a state called Illinois? Yeah. What? Anyway, so I don't really... I know who my congressman is. I know who our senators are. I know who the governor is. I know who the speaker of the Illinois House is, but I don't really know much beyond that. Got it. Because did you, you know there's a lieutenant governor? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I told like, like a couple of weeks ago. Second like, in command. Yeah. yeah the I, weird thing is, yeah. though, is it's just second place. Yeah. So you can have, a, like, a Republican governor and a... a Democratic, like, Democratic lieutenant governor? Democratic lieutenant governor. That's crazy. But are you guys... Um, growing up, did I have you guys, your families put signs in the front yard for who to vote? No? no yeah, I never knew that done. shit. Hell no. There's a bunch of people that... In my, like, a lot of people in my neighborhood do that. But I'm just like, I'm not trying to... One, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to go out of my way to buy a sign. And two, I'm not trying to go out of my way. Well, you buy them. I thought it was like donation, like five bucks or something weird like if that. If you want to order them. Oh. But if you're at a rally or whatever. They just give them out. Sometimes they'll have campaigners going around. So I don't want that shit in my front yard. be like, do you want a sign to put in front of your yard? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm going to get at next? No. <laughs> I, I was don't it? like the look on your face. What was it, what was it that your... Um, that your mo- mom had run for was it county board or no, like or it was, like several uh, years ago village trustee village trustee so one time he asked me like hey uh, can you would you mind putting a sign in your front yard for my mom for village trustee and I told him like dude I'd have no problem with that 
Except my next door neighbor is the person that she's right <laughs> <running laughs> against. Yeah. He's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? He was, he, he was, he was, he was mad. And I remember Victor's like, what does he mean to you? And then my mother did it. Like, Victor was mad. I would, but I can't. Dude. Oh, God. I can't do, I, 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 I should have pressured you. Rich, man. That was a political move I could not. Not make because everyone in my neighborhood love, he doesn't live there anymore next next door to me ricks you are but, um, but everyone in my neighborhood would have been like knocking on our door like what do you guys think you're doing <laughs> you know what i'm saying it would be weird it would have been, been uh what is it shunned from the, the same community. thing well, it would be the no same more thing block party for you. the same thing if, um, <laughs> you if, know he loves him uh, some block party yes. now victor's neighborhood is pretty cool though like they all know each other like i've yeah. lived block parties a year you, would you say that you Dude, we didn't. We used to do a block party like every year, and then there were several years where we didn't have one at all. We had our first one in a long time in 2012, and then we had another one in 2014, another one in 2016. So we'll uh, probably have one this summer. Dude, I'm. T- I, it was. It was a great like advertising piece when trying to hang out with a girl like i remember like i'll never forget like trying to hang out with this girl who wasn't feeling me in high school. I'm like, oh, let's hang out. She's like, no, I think I'm busy. I'm oh, sick. Of course not. Okay. It was somebody else whose name shall not be mentioned. But um, no, sh- but I like I'm Neil. Like, oh. Is that you? Yeah. Neil? <laughs> Neil? Is that you? <laughs> it wasn't her either. But I'm like, I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go. She's like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, come on, let's go hang out. Like, she's like, no, I think I'm good. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Victor's block party. Well, you know what? Actually, pick me up at seven. <laughs> so I pick her up. We go to the block party. She says nothing to me the entire time. I try to kiss her at the end of the night. She completely curbs your boy. But we had a fun time at the block party, man. So, yeah, I hope the neighborhood keeps doing it. Remember who this is, but yeah, the block parties are fun. Yeah, it was uh, dope. It was cool having because when we were growing up, I remember one year we had that giant bouncy house in my front lawn. Mm-hmm. I felt like such a badass because we were the house that had the bouncy lawn, and we used to race our bicycles down the hill as well. And it was just awesome doing all that. I remember growing up, and then we were all grown up. Yeah, most of us. And then, like at the one in 2012, we got a keg and like everyone got real drunk and we're like smoking weed all yeah, over the place. Yeah. But after all the older kids, yeah, I was like, damn, I haven't seen because it was weird because it was myself and like one or two other people that were my age, and then um, the age range was from like when I was 12. The youngest person was like two or three. And they have all these kids in between those ages. I, I did the math. 25 kids total, including myself and my two siblings. 25 kids between the ages of 2 and 12. Isn't it crazy entire blocks of neighborhoods, especially in white suburban Chicago, tend to sort of move as a unit? Like, they all just... Well, now, the crazy thing is, too... It's so corny, man. It is, it is so... Co- and, 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 and dude, friends. and they will not let anyone... Like, no, like to, no. to get into it's their circle socially, dogs. like... Like Rick's man, like I, again, dude. Like when you wrote that draft for for your book, can we talk about that? I don't know if you. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. When you wrote that draft for your book and the way you described Clinellan, dude, I was like, wow. Like people would always ask me, like, what it was like to grow up there, and I just couldn't explain it. And you, and you said you had it down to a T, like uniformly white, like just like everything you can imagine, like in the most pleasant ass like white Pleasant-Dale, suburb like that movie of Chicago, Illinois. You know what I mean? Like you got to see Wheaton's like one of the safest places to live in the United States. Yeah. 
He said, of course. Dude, when I that doesn't surprise me. When, I used, to work, okay, when okay. I used to work at Reserve 22, I was used to it because I grew up here. But when I used to go to work at Reserve 22, there were so many people coming in that would just with this sense of entitlement. And our chef, you'd go in the back sometimes, and he'd be screaming or, like, slamming something on the ground. Just, like, just scream at the top of his lungs. Just, like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Why do they think this and that and that and this? I was like, yeah, dude, welcome to DuPage County, bro. Like, this is yeah, how it is. Dude. It, it's just like, and it's nuts because, like, like you, 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 you come out the house, like, every so often for these events because you get invited to stuff all the time. You, you guys know, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I was almost the prom king. I still think I should have won it. You should have won I, it, I I, I I honestly think I did win, but they did me like, they did my man burn. We won't get into it too often. I will too say much, this. Another, one of the nominees, his girlfriend, who is now his wife, Voted for you. Didn't even vote for her own man. Voted for Neil Batang. Did I tell you that story? Yeah. yeah how did she pull me? She's like, Neil, by the way, I voted for you. I'm like, why did you vote for, for your boy? I mean, he's a good guy as well. But yeah, I just, um, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very clicky, man. It's, it's like, it's creepily clicky. It's creepily, like you guys haven't made any other friends in the last 15 years. Right. Like you're all dating each other. You know, it's, it's so weird to me, like watching it unfold and how things have become and people settling with each other. One, there's nothing wrong with that. Two, I think we have this skewed perspective of it because we're on the other side. We're like most of my, like if I had a really, if most of my friends were in my high school clique or growing up, like this wouldn't even be on my radar. Maybe the perspective I would have was like, why are people like not being close with the people they grew up with instead they're wanting to venture out and like leave town so it's like there's nothing wrong with it it's just it is it is something that um a particular way of life it is that um is unfathomable to me i guess you say you know what i mean a lot of ways of life are unfathomable like like the three of us are still tight like i couldn't imagine living like ray (laughs) you know like there are certain ways of life that we just couldn't put ourselves in those people's shoes like like every time i see you you're it's with, easy to make fun you're, of you're with, you're with like the same five people. Like from like, dude, every, you gotta write a every bit. time I you see you, you gotta write a bit about that. I'll pro- yeah, dude, I, I, I want to hear. Let's talk. Let's talk your comedy. Uh, your why was my, it that my, you? Why did you give us a? <laughs> okay, yeah. Going on. Okay, so I, you know what? I would have never even thought. To do what Victor did, like God bless Victor. Yeah, because I, I would, I would have not thought to do what Victor so did as well. You're, you're, you, we, so to explain it, so Neil yeah, had sent us a text up. saying, and "Hey, I'm performing him for like two months. I'm performing <laughs> stand up at this like location months. on this night at this time. Come check it out." I look it up, and I look at the Google Street View. I'm like this doesn't look like a place, but okay. And then I see permanently closed under the bar that he's supposed to be performing yes. at 7 p.m. at. I don't know how long, what? but my guess. <laughs> yes. What is what is my what is our prediction? My prediction was that either someone told you about that place and it's outdated. They had outdated information, or maybe you were looking up online where to do stand up and they showed this place and also had outdated information. I lean towards the second. You're both correct. It's the, it's definitely the second. There was there's a place you can Google um, open mic nights in the Chicagoland area, and there is a website with a bunch of bars, whatever. Their freaking Facebook account is still active. That's the thing, and people are still liking stuff. So that's why. <laughs> so, that, so that's why. So I definitely like, looked up the place. Like I looked up on Facebook. Exactly. News, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, like I had like 
five to ten jokes written like I'm about to kill it. Rick and Victor are gonna come. Like it's about to be off the chain. I'm about to be a star, right? And then Victor's like, Neil, I don't think this place exists, bro. Yeah, dude. I'm happy I did my research because that I, place was near Evanston. I felt I felt very dumb, and I could just only imagine what was going on in this <laughs> oh, guy's head. Oh, oh, typical oh, Neil. Typical Neil. Oh my god! But yeah, I, bro. I give so much so much credit to Victor. My heart, <laughs> my heart is just it is yeah. by Victor is just uh, foresight. Stop yeah. foresight yeah. to the potential issues we need to have here. Yeah, one. The place is closed. I didn't even think we'd go that far. I was thinking more down the road that you wouldn't show up to, the, to your own thing. Yeah, like that was that was. I was thinking more immediate. No. I don't think I would have thought so much about it if I if it was in the middle of downtown Chicago or in River North or somewhere. Yeah, like yeah, it was far away. Like, like if I'm driving, I'm going to do some research on this. The address that you sent, there were like three of them in the Chicagoland area. Okay, and you had Googled it, but I just typed in the address on my uh, Google Maps on my phone, and mm-hmm. it's like there are three locations permanently like, closed. I no idea. Yeah. And I assumed it was one of them so yeah wow so what's what's next for your uh aspiring whatever stand up uh you know uh circuit well yeah. um I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do it again it's something I'm, I'm i'm gonna continue to do like again am i looking to become something crazy no it's 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 fun yeah. it's fun and i think I can. Once, I mean. I've done. I've, I had. I had a blast doing it. Let me tell you. I, I was like, okay. So out of probably like ten comics, I was probably, I wasn't the least funniest. And again, like Rick's and I kind of rehearsed. I like. I said the joke to Rick's, you know, and I did exactly what I was supposed to do. People, people got it. Um, I was told that my, my, my punchlines are very good, but you could hear the shakiness, yeah. the nervousness in my voice. I was like, dude, like, it was, right? like it was, there were only like maybe like two dozen people in there. It wasn't like crazy, but I was just like, dude, nobody is great right off the bat. But just like being funny on cue, like, okay, be funny. Like, holy shit. Like, that's not easy to do. walking into a situation yeah. and like do things as Victor has learned over his second city education to be in that, mi- be in the right mindset to be able yeah. to, to be a hot comedy. But, what you should do in the future, if you do want to do stand-up, go to the place first. Like, see what the vibe <laughs> is like. I mean, I'm not saying to see if it's open. Like, I mean, no, go, there, go there one time and, like, do, like, like, go, like, on a scouting trip before go I go on there. A scouting trip. Gotcha. I always did that when I was checking out churches to go to. Yeah. I always, was, I always tried to be an anonymous person in the congregation if I could, um, just to see what the vibe is like, because... It's very different in the back of the room than it is up with the lights all on, on top of you. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Do that. So that's a good point. Do it soon. You you have a lot of time. You're on vacation for a while, right? Yeah, I'm chilling for the next couple so of weeks. Good. You yeah, have time. Go yeah. A couple. Yeah. Make it, make it a thing. Go to one a week. Set aside time. Go hang out there at the comedy clubs. But oh. the thing is, though, the whole like open mic scene is definitely like it's like okay, you can only perform once, and then like you have to like. Get like draw names from a hat or something like it's even super competitive exactly because everyone thinks until you're everyone people start knowing who you are then they'll give you five minutes and then ten minutes and then yeah yeah but for sure so uh, Victor told you about uh, fake friends showing fake love to me on social media oh yeah we talked about that that was the a few episodes ago when I mentioned that I saw someone. Uh, blasting someone who we both knew. Man, we are about to put Remember him on blast. When we were talking about 
uh, the diff like people would not say the same shit if it was in person, the oh, internet yeah, thing. Yeah, and I read it yeah, when I read yeah. a little bit, and then I was like, I'm done with this. Yes. That was him. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I no, I was not the person showing fake love. I, fake love but, was being shown to yeah. me for whatever reason. So I'm about to put him on blast because he came at us. So all right, yeah. so flesh out this. What exactly? Happened? Start from the beginning. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm chilling. Do you guys remember Adam Gruber from high school? Yes. His name sounds familiar. I do. Gruber? Yeah. I do. He, he didn't do any sports. He, he might have played football. No. That name does not Okay, you played football, so did, you would have definitely known. Yeah. So I'm working uh, I'm working a, a late night shift on a Friday night, and I'm chilling, and uh, I get a text message from my boy Claude King. Shout out to Claude King. <laughs> Um, oh the, the man, the, Mr. Mr. Lightskin, you know what I'm saying? You already know. So, you know, we, we you know, we're, we're homies, bro. We're boys. We, we, we've been knowing each other forever. And I get a text message from him, Ricks, at like 1am. And it's like, Adam, Adam Gruber came at us on Facebook. I'm like, what do you mean he came at us on Facebook? And like, bro, just check it out. I mean, my mind is, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, you know what I'm saying. And I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, hey, what sort of image on Facebook? And I'm like, to each their own. But I don't play for that team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, I'm on, I'm, I go on Facebook and Claude posted an article about his personal opinion on whether or not whether or not civilians should have the rights to bear arms after what happened oh, in Parkland, Florida. God. It got a little political. You know, Adam Gruber, a Trump supporting uh Glenbard West alumni. No, no, he fin he finished. He finished. He finished. He finished. Uh yeah. Um he no he he finished. He finished and uh I knew he supported Trump, but I didn't care. I never thought anything of it. I didn't talk to the guy, whatever. So Claude has a debate and, you know, some people who are, um, who are, who, who lean to the left are commenting on what he thinks and some of them, uh, respectfully agree. Some of them respectfully disagree. Adam Gruber comes out of nowhere and says, Claude King, fuck you, man. <laughs> out of nowhere. You're, you're the real racist here. Not me. And he's like, dude, who are you? And it's like, you and Neil are pussies. Yeah. <laughs> He says, you and Neil are pussies. Like, weak-ass bitches. Yeah, he's like, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, I have more black friends than the both of you. And I'm just like, dude. I read up to that. And I was, oh, I, I read up to, because I, I was reading the thread, and I'm just like, what is this guy talking about? And then I stopped reading much, it. Uh, what is that? Animosity? Ignorance? No. Uh, fentanyl that he snorted. You're oh. funny as hell, dude. He said fentanyl. Like... You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, and his president supports his opioid problem. So and and sees him as a victim. No, no, no. Okay, you know, you know, fine. We are digressing. These are not the opinions of Victor Marquez. They are not these opinions of Victor Marquez. These opinions do not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was just like. Yeah, he was probably drunk though. I mean, in all reality. Yeah. Could you stop and think? Like. Or, like we've talked about before, like when someone made that comment, when you made a comment on YouTube, people, some people are just, dude, just straight up ignorant. Yeah. And I would, like, I would take that more as the random person on the internet says stupid ass shit all the time, which is why I don't pay any attention to it. But for somebody that you know to be like, yeah, that's kind of like, 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 like verbally assaulting me. Like, you know what? Like, like yeah. literally, it's, it's only on somebody who you know. ex exactly. Like, so, you know. again, it's one thing. It's, it's like, if you, if you, if it's an anonymous person, yeah. it makes it so much easier. Yeah. But if it's, 
And that's not the first time... You have talked to them face-to-face. Yeah. That is not the first time Neil and Claude have been involved in... uh, some Facebook feed. I mean, we we get into it with people whose views, you know, different from not ours. And it's not, and it was not on them that instigated, you know, this beef. It's just, it was somebody else we went to high school with who is completely oblivious to how the world works. And again, I'm reading this, I'm just like, and he told me about it later. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, but, but, but listen, even Garrett, I'll put him on blast. Garrett Hayward, okay? <laughs> Garrett, like, Garrett, like, like, his views, like, are completely different from mine, from yours, Rick's, from you, Victor, from Claude's, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But he's respectful about it. Like, the man has a family. He's a working man. He does have, you know, his brain cells are are, are working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I question how much they are because anybody who, you know, exalts Fox News to me, you know, might have some <laughs> sort of, you know, thing happening up there. But for the most part, he doesn't. You know, make it personal. Right. We can respectfully disagree with each other, but when you're, you know, insulting me, you know what I'm saying? Say, I've been following you, you assholes, for a while, and I've been waiting for my moment. And I'm, yeah. and I'm just like, dude, like, <laughs> what have you been doing for the last twelve years? Can I just point out, by the way, that when you said with with uh, Hayward that you could disagree with him. What you said five seconds prior is that he may be missing a couple of brain cells because he watches Fox News. That's not really a way to like preface a a respectful conversation. Okay, okay. So I okay. So you can't say Neil, you're being respectful, and then say he's missing brain cells. Okay. Yes. Let me that's let me re- saying, let me that's, retract that's that former statement. Good way to start a mutual conversation. That's true. By insulting me no, oh, that's true. That's true. It's it's it's. I don't I don't I don't knock him for. The like his way of thinking. I knock him for where where where, he, where he's getting it from. You know what I'm saying? Like like if you're like okay, like this is who I follow, and this is why I am conserv- um socially conservative, fiscally conservative. That's cool. But if you're telling me I'm getting all of my news sources from Fox, it's like some people don't know better. Like 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 yeah. Okay, you, you know. Were, I mean, like you were you used to be super anti-gay, like gay marriage. You were very anti-gay marriage, yeah. and now you're sort of like. At the very least, neutral on it. I yeah. mean, and that's a pretty significant shift. But it was the culture in which you were raised. I mean, yeah. some people just don't know better until they're exposed to the rest of the world. Someone like Hayward. I mean, he's got his family. He's living in the area. Like, he's not going to explore the world. He's not yeah. going to visit other places. He's not going to talk to he's not, people. Like, he's not going to explore. And so the he's world. never going to come to that point of realization. Like, I count all of us lucky that we've had the opportunity to step outside our comfort zones and experience different cultures and be like, I'm not going to judge it. But most people don't get that chance, don't yeah. get that experience. And we shouldn't be judgmental or um, elitist about it, you know, just because we have access to, like, experiences that they don't. No, but my problem, though, Ricks, is, 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 that, is, is, that, is that they are, like, they're deliberately, they're, they're deliberately trying to be this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they aren't, yeah, tr- they aren't trying to, like. Maybe you should just be closer to the mic. Because you were like a good foot and a half away from the microphone. You guys aren't really, dude, bro. You anyway, check yourself before you wreck yourself, dude. You gotta realize how close you are to the mic. Poo 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 poo. Poo poo poo. You are now. Now you are, dude, bro. And seriously, you were like this, way too relaxed, and you know it because I see you smiling. I see you smiling. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. 
Like that's the thing. Like 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 you have to act. It's not hard for 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 me to live outside of my comfort zone. And here's the thing: as a black man yeah, in the United States, you have to live outside of your yeah, comfort zone. You have to, you don't have to you you know you have to learn how to you know what I'm saying interact with with white people to to succeed in this world as a black man. You have to be able to at least you know what I'm saying disarm them. You have to learn how to do it. It's not it's not up for debate. Yeah. On the other side, it's not like a white person literally has to go out of their way to know how to be disarming to minorities. People of darker darker hues. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, I got you. But like still, the fact is that you are trying not to learn about those other people. No. Because you are not trying is that they just people are com- comfortable not on their radar. They're complacent. I mean, and pe- don't forget, too, that people have good, busy lives as they are. White privilege, the whole point is that we don't see it. Like, that's the whole problem, is that we don't see that we are afforded the luxury to not have to worry about the color of our skin. But we're still busy. We're still stressed out because we have all this other stuff going on, like the human stuff of raising a family, trying to provide for your family, being able to, like, enjoy life while you're before you become a cripple. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, it's all of these different things that... People live busy lives. They don't have time to put themselves in other people's shoes because they're not forced to. They've never been forced to. And so this whole, like, Black Lives Matter and racial justice movement that's going on right now is making them very, very uncomfortable because it's their white privilege having had them never, having allowed them to never have to think about that before until now. And so for them, it's an added burden without, and they'll never see that that was already a burden that, minority communities already carried yeah like it's just i i i, I have can't to do anything about it other than just like show love and compassion like that's what um that's what a lot of uh theologians are yeah. is just show humanity towards your yeah bro i've been watching uh the miniseries waco oh i've heard that's kind of Dude, Crazy. it's a pretty, it's a pretty insane show. So Is it far. a reenactment? Because I never knew any of this. I never knew any of the information, like what was going on. Like I kind of knew what it was. I just knew the word, the, the town Waco, but I didn't know what was going on or why it was such a huge controversy between like the FBI and the mm-hmm. Branch of Davidians. I think it was. Yeah. But you know what? I'm watching this. I'm watching this show, and you know what, dude. I'm four episodes in. It's six episodes. The sixth episode is airing tonight, and um, and so David Koresh has this uh, this revelation that he is the Lamb of God, the Messiah, and he's been recruiting people for several years. And you know, I don't know exactly the number, but there's several people, you know, in the tens, maybe fifty or sixty people. I can't recall who live in this what they call compound. Which right away, I'm going to say this: when you say words such as cult or compound and there was another word i was thinking of immediately you're judging whatever it is that's being said because those words have because those words have negative connotations right but the the way that the show portrays these people totally normal loving people and yeah it is a little weird that he's married um he has like three or four wives but Hey, he's balling. I'm just gonna say right now, like I wish that I could do that. Maybe I will. I don't know. We all wish we could do it. We all wish we could do it. Okay, no, but there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong. Here's the thing, too. They made they made this example in the show. They made this example in the show. So at the time, at one time, he had married somebody that was 
14 years old, right? And so people are in, – in the show, the radio host is saying like, don't judge. If you disagree with that, that's fine. But don't judge David Koresh on that because Texas law states that you can marry someone at 14 years of age if they have parental consent. So don't be all your, – have your panties in the knot over David Koresh. Have your panties in the knot over Texas law. That's one example. But the the way that they portray these people is like they're loving people. And yeah, like their way is a little different. But they make the example like it was no different through the emergence of Jesus in modern day Christianity, you know, 2000 years ago. This is no different. And to not cast so much judgment on it just because it's something that is not mainstream. But it's a good ass show. dude. I'm going to buy the uh, I'm going to buy one of the books. There's a few books out there. Do you guys know why polygamy Do I know what? isn't legal? Why? Yeah, do you guys Does know that have something to do with taxes? That's what they tell so us. So we're not going to reflect on Victor's deeply profound. I think it was uh, very profound how we talked about polygamy briefly just there. <laughs> how I, we talked about polygamy. Yeah, polygamy. That was the other one. I think that was the other word. That's that, what they. That's that, a negative. Victor. That's Vic, Victor. That's what they yeah. tell us. But again, I, I, I want to hear what this. Hear what he says real quick. Victor, right. poly, oh, yeah, polygamy yeah. is not legal. They tell us it's for tax tax purposes, but it's not. It's because feminists would vilify men if they even thought about bringing in multiple wives. And it's lawmakers just a way, are it's just a different and, way of life. And, and lawmakers are afraid of that. And lawmakers are terrified of that. They don't want that smoke. There's health concerns too. How are there health concerns? That's what I've heard. It's that's bullshit. It's you, bullshit. You know, you know what needs to happen. What if, needs if to happen? Is, if this is a movement that, I mean, it's maybe, un- maybe you get, no, no, no. It's I'm, I'm so saying, unfair. Me, how can you? How can you sit there? Listen, I am. Listen again. For me, Rix, you brought this up. Back in the day, I, I I used to be anti-gay because you know, growing up in a conservative African household, you were just taught that that type of thought process, that type of behavior, is unjust. But then you realize as you grow up to kind of bounce off of your point of showing love and compassion that who am I to say what someone else should do? You know, I can't point his finger and say, you should love a woman and it's right if you don't. It's unjust for me to tell you what you should and shouldn't do if you aren't hurting anybody in the process. But isn't that the same thing we're doing by preventing people from having multiple spouses if they so choose? And when I say that to the feminists, they ain't got nothing to say. Put the smartest feminist in the world and I will out-debate her. I will dance around her in circles. <laughs> as long as there is equality in this yes. polygamy. Yes. That, no, no, no. In the sense that women could have multiple husbands. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm not saying you're saying a man should have multiple wives, but women should. No, no. Yeah. That would be that would be an equal. An equal. That, equal, that, it, will, that would be. Of all the theological movements that I read over my time in seminary, n- never, none of them ever advocated for polygamy. Everything else. Everything under the sun from transvestite to gay marriage to black theology to everything else but i never read one about polygamy and in my head i was always thinking to myself well you know what that movement needs is it needs a group to advocate on its behalf that's accepted like the gay movement was like the like the women's movement was you see movements need like people to articulate their position to the mainstream because until you have those spokespeople for a movement you're just going to have all these people saying that's an absurd idea. How dare you Victor? It would it. piss off, dude. Female feminists. You're being really antagonistic towards fem- uh, feminists. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm just saying. Listen, first of all, we're all feminists here. We are all feminists. Don't say that. No, but it's the truth. You're not we are. A feminist. Yes, I am. You are 
Yes, I am. I am. I. I. am I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm an egalitarian, which is a synonym for feminism. Of feminism. Uh, yes. Name the principles of feminism. It's very easy, Ricks. I believe that a woman she should be afforded all of the same rights as a man. Period. I. 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 I I'm not going to sit there and, and argue against feminism that. Feminism is also about women, women's empowerment as well. I'm all for empowering women. It I have means that they're able to speak up and you shut up and listen. Like that's the point of feminism. Is that I, if you am I, am I, a feminist, I, it means that you as a male will be quiet and listen to women more than you'll give your opinion. Absolutely. What's the problem with that? That was a real sharp turn of the head, Rick. <laughs> no, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have no issue with that. Can I do a spit take? I don't know what that is, but sure, go ahead. <laughs> we, we rewind. Yeah. What did you ask me? You asked me if I agree with if uh, I believe Neil. I'm gonna let you settle this. I've said my piece. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'll let you sort of choose where we are. Uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I agree with – I mean, I believe Neil. I believe Neil. I believe all three of us sitting here would like to see women be treated the exact same as men, right? Absolutely. Can they, we all they, agree on they, that? They, they should be afforded the same rights. Now, if they like, if they choose not to do something, then that's different. But they should be allowed, they should be allowed to do whatever we're allowed to do. Rick, I have a question for you. What do you do – let's say if you're with some – if you're with a woman, you're going up to – a restaurant or something and you open the door for them and they almost attack you saying like, what are you opening the door for me? Like you think I can't open my own, like someone who's maybe like a super staunch feminist. Which no, is that, that, that's a shit test. That's what a, that's a Samantha Jacobson shit test. <laughs> that's exactly I what it is. Ignore it in the same way that any my man. asshole acts like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, but I don't view that. I don't view that as a representation of feminists because I think that 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 sort of thing gives feminists a bad name. That you have those sort of assholes who are out there who are just kind of like who are just mean, nasty people. It doesn't matter. They use feminism in the same way that like assholes use Christianity to justify. I was about to get to that. Yeah. They unfairly use like, yeah, fair feminism. Yeah. yeah, of what the movement means. is about. And so, yeah, I would say I would agree with Neil that that's not a very good portrayal because I would just say you're an asshole. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. See, my volume's still not really showing. Yeah. I, I don't but, know what to no, do no, for you, on, bro. No, that was it. I just had a. Well, I guess my. I guess that I was using that an example to segue into chivalry and how chivalry chivalry can coexist well, with it, 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 it doesn't have to be i mean here's the thing i'm opening the door for you because you're a person i would open the door for you is it chivalrous for me to open the door for you victor or ricks coming in not, okay so just to clarify feminism yeah there are, i believe there are and i am by no means an expert in when it comes to feminism but there are three different types of Three jackasses three, three, sitting around three, talking three, about three, feminism. Yeah, yeah, we're just a bunch of jackasses. Where have I seen around. this before? <laughs> Yo, man, the same jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This reminds me of our library conversation. Yeah, that's what I was, was thinking like of. Our very first recording. I mean, except it was worse. The topic was a like thousand times worse. Us dudes talking about what's right for women. <laughs> Oh no no no! We no. just need a, no, a cigar saying, and some brandy and yeah, a fireplace. Sure. A smoke in the room, you know? Yeah, this sounds like an episode of Mad Men. Seriously, dude, I don't know how I feel about this. No, hey, sugar tits, <laughs> we feel like that. Yeah. This is in 1959, yo. We can't oh, be doing that stuff. No, but we but we can but we can. I mean, so no, just as a point of clarification, there are three different. There are, as I understand it, there are three waves of feminism: first, second, and third waves. And we are currently in the third wave of feminism, which is a little like. 
weird. I don't really understand the third wave feminism. It has to do with a lot of the way that people interact on social media, you know, like criticizing other people and being like, you need to use gender neutral neutral terms. You know, you can't say God is a he kind of thing. And being like, if you say God is a he, you're a bad person. That tends to be more of the third wave feminism, whereas second and first deal more with equality or changing the way that our system because we have a very masculine system we have a male yeah. centric system yeah. I mean look at our like look at our military our mil- military is the largest thing that we have like and that's that's male centric yeah absolutely our that's money like, and so a wave of well, we only have deals with overturning so. that and says instead of spending those resources on the military and stuff like that we should spend things like on teachers and education and so that's incorporated into just changing the, the entire culture so that's a different way of feminism and then the most basic ways of feminism is we want equality. We want, we want to be treated in this society the same as men and women. So, like, it's pretty complex. And so, when people say that they're a feminist, it would be interesting to say, well, which which wave of feminist are you? Because they probably don't know, and that normally means they're a third wave feminist. Again, I'm just saying, like, it, but it's, I, I, I mean, again, my, 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 when I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Rick, but no, no. again, I was coming at it from a very simplistic way but, but you can't i can't co-opt the word you can't you can't you can't say that like i am this thing that fundamentally like i don't know if i understand the principles so. no i'm just saying by definition of the word i'm just if if you look up feminism it just said you someone who believes women should be afforded the same rights as men if you do not then you are a sexist but if you do then you are a feminist words synonymous with the term feminism egalitarian uh Something else, something else, something else. That's that's it. That's it. Did it look it up for you? No, we did this once before. Where is Davidson? We did this once before <laughs> where we tried to look something up. And what were we looking up that one time? And like Siri couldn't do it, so then I had to just end up typing it in Google, and like Google was frozen, and we're just sitting here for like a bunch of idiots just trying to look something up. Don't stop. Don't respond to your texts. No, I'm looking it up. The advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes. That's it. Yeah. Feminism. I'm was that was me pronunciating the the yeah. word with the upside down e. Listen, <laughs> when they show you how to let, pronounce let, let, it. Let me, so, let me tell you something. The, so the, that that is the broad generalization. Yeah, the broad broad category. So yeah, I mean, okay. Fine. Listen, it does say it is a range. Is a range of political movements, ideologies, and social movements that share a common goal to define, establish, and achieve political, economic, personal, and social equality of sexes. Yes, equality. This includes on seeking all to establish scales. educational and professional opportunities for women that are equal to those for men. Absolutely. I would say that Neil did a pretty good job of simplifying and bringing it to the point. Absolutely. While Rick's is trying to complicate it, <laughs> Victor, and why is he so mad? I want to pers- provide s- at least. Some no, no, Rick's, 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 Rick's. Here's, here's, here's no, 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 and that's funny. And I, and I and I get and I understand his reticence, like to like not believe me because like Neil, you're full of shit, bro. I've known you for 15 years. Like, don't come at me after two months and try to act like you're some enlightened ass dude. I get it. I get. I, I, I get it. I understand. You know, he goes to China and he comes back. You know what I'm saying? And I've got this. Zen and there's this halo around me. Like, no, it's not that. But like, you know, like, like I'm like I'm, I'm I'm very close with my mother, and and that's probably one of the hardest working women I know. And I would not be here, and you know, doing what I'm doing and thriving as a man if she was not afforded those rights. You know, if someone told her to yeah. shut up and dribble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wonder you, if that reference is going to get old. Hell no. Hell no. That seems to actually be one of those things that can stick around for a while. That's like, yeah, well, 
Yeah, it's well, a very concise mm-hmm. summary of. But anyway, Ex- tell your woman to stop clamoring at me. Oh yeah, back in the day. Oh my god! No, 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 stop clamoring. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, no, that, no, but that's, but that's oh. a problem though. I don't like people speaking to me out of line when I haven't done anything. Dude, wrong. you know, oh, I, I told Rick's this. Have you seen the movie Clueless? Yeah. When was the last time you watched that movie? I feel like I watched it with you. No, dude. I I, I saw it once a long time ago. I feel I like I watched it, it with you, like at your house or something. I like saw in it high again, school. like a few days ago, and like uh, Donald Faison plays this character, and the first thing he said, and he, I thought of you because in the movie he's like wearing braces, and I remember when you were like, I was thinking I might get some braces or something, yeah. and we were like, dude, no, like you're you're not a teenage anymore. You can't do that to yourself. Oh, yeah. But then he says. Uh, he says to the character, he says to Stacy Stacy Dash's character, like, "Hey, woman, hey." He doesn't even call her by her name <laughs> during the movie, and she's like, "You gotta stop calling me woman." And then Alicia Silverstone's character is like, "Yeah, you can't be doing." This. So they gang up on him, but like throughout the movie, he just addresses her as woman. <laughs> Yeah. And he hangs with his boys and making jokes. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just being a goof. Because because we're 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 taught. Let me let me tell you something. We're 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 taught as as men, right? That and there's no conclusive evidence to prove this, right? So people are speaking merely from their own personal experiences. Rick, you would call this anecdotal, right? That people believe that. Components or elements of chauvinism entice women. They do. They 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 they, they think that. I, I don't know how true it is, but a lot of us are taught that growing up. So that's why we act like that. It's 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 a front. You that's know what I'm saying? That I know. It's not. No, 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 it I'm does just, get grab their attention more than. Uh, hey, <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Rick Thorsell. <laughs> you should be afforded. <laughs> Can I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can I carry your books today? <laughs> I'm an egalitarian. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, it's like, so it's like, so, so that's what we're taught. Like, you know, so that's why a lot of us like lash out and act that way. Because you were taught. I was taught no, 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 I say, I say, we as in people who have similar minds as I used to have. More than just a pretty face, my friend. I'm sorry? You have to, you have to interest me. If you interest me, I'm going to interest you. Like, interest you how? Like, in, in like intelligence, humor, wit, all of the above? Okay. Interesting person. Okay. Different strokes for different folks. Some people don't care about what's interesting. You know what? Interesting people are attracted to me, so I don't have to worry. Rick, you're the man, bro. You're the man. You're the man. Thank you. Nikita's been saying it for years. Like, literally years. I finally hear you say that. Yeah, I've said it. I've said it a thousand times. You just yeah. probably tuned me out when yeah. I did because you thought I was trolling. <laughs> <laughs> like Neilate, like yeah, but like you know. But I mean, I mean. So again, that's why like people act that way. You know, they don't. I don't think they sincerely believe that. But they're like, you know, like how else am I supposed to do this? Yeah. Like it's only natural for me to approach this being like you know in this primitive right. type of way. I got because, you. Hey, you know, I've got needs to fulfill. <laughs> You know, I mean, we're just we're just keeping it real. I mean, this we're is just real. You know? no, and, 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 and I'm not and I'm not saying this 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 type of thinking is is correct. I'm not advocating for it. Ten years ago, I would have. Five years ago, I would have. No, no, no. Two years ago, I would have. But now, as I've, I've I've grown a little bit and and I've done some reading and I I talked to travel, you know, and experience it, the world. I mean, the company I work for is a progressive company, so I speak with feminists like like women marching, pussy grab grab back like type of chicks all the time. And we, 
what do you call them? No, no, no. This pussy grabs back type of marching ass girls. You know, oh, like picketing. Uh, they have the pink hats, though. No, no, no. I, I don't know if they do, but you know. But yeah, straight up. So I've had talks with them, and they've schooled me a little bit. You know. So. Well, speaking of equality, how are you feeling in Donald Trump's America? I feel like me. Yeah. Well, okay, because I know that leading up to the election, and we actually haven't really talked about this. Because you're like, I don't even know who to vote. I might vote for Jill Stein, or I might vote for Bernie Sanders, or something like that. I voted and for Bernie Sanders in the primary. Yes. I did not did vote for Hillary vote. Clinton. You didn't vote. You did not vote. I did because I did not support the candidates. I should have done what my boy did. I should have wrote in Hillary Duff's name I didn't and told that. everybody. No, you didn't do that. I should have wrote in Hillary Duff's name and told everybody, yeah, I voted for Hillary. So you don't feel like any like the world it. Nothing really has changed for better or worse with Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. You still think that? Yeah. That. Yeah. Never had we. Never have we had more unfavorable candidates. The DNC rigged that primary to make sure that she ended up as our candidate. It is, and you know it. It is interesting to see as the information comes out. I was very skeptical about this at first, but as the information has come out, it's looking more and more like the Democratic Party is being a little bunch of shysters. Yeah, like I'm, I'm very surprised, and I don't put that on Hillary Clinton. I don't blame Hillary Clinton for that. That, that is, those are the white men in the smoke-filled rooms trying to determine the world because no one knows who these people are who made these decisions behind closed doors to try and tilt the election towards Hillary Clinton. But I mean. You know, Hillary Clinton's not going to say, like, no, how dare you support the Democratic Party? Yeah. Why would you do such a thing? So, I mean, it's not her fault, but I, I am shocked at the, the, at the uh, levels in which they went to try and discredit and, like, tamp that down. Now, you have to realize that the Russians stoked your guys' and Bernie Sanders supporters' emotions by putting out all this stuff about... Uh, conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton's. I don't know if you've heard that. Yeah. The Russians... I hear about Russian collusion all the time. I don't know exactly what all that means. Yeah. And so a lot of things that people believe about Bernie Sanders or believe about Hillary Clinton in the Bernie Sanders area is Russian propaganda. And most of that actually is fake. So I don't know if, like, that's been something that you've thought about at all. Like, Mm -hmm. have I believed stuff that actually the Russians fed me? Like, am am I buying into Russian propaganda? Because if you're on Facebook, that's entirely possible. They really, they really took a deuce on this election. <laughs> like they allowed a lot of fake news to go out, and so stuff that you were reading, if you ever read articles or posts or stuff, that did you was say on Facebook? You likely read Russian propaganda. Did you say the Huffington Huffington Post was reputable, or they're more like the left no, version of Fox? No, they are. They are. They are also propaganda. Okay, because I just because I while you were speaking. I looked up I what I really like about Google is it's got like the headlines before you type anything. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh the autofill. And uh it just came up for Huffington Post, Florida moves to arm teachers after school massacre. I thought to myself, eh, let me see who wrote this. Huffington Post, I think I recall Rick saying something that that's not a, an entirely reputable news source so, to go. So so they lack credibility, is what you're saying. They sensationalize. Okay. They, okay. Four, four clicks. They like being clickbait. So, like, okay. for example, it says that Florida uh, moves to arm teachers after school massacre. Either they were talking about this or maybe, like, one school district did it and they're trying to make it look like the entire state or, is or doing it. Or some rogue, random congressperson saying we need to propose this. Who's right. never going to get any traction, but it's like, oh, look at what the Republicans yeah, are proposing okay. when it's this one random-ass dude who you can't control. Was Trump in support of this random-ass dude that suggested we arm our teachers 
in this event? Like, I don't, I like, because I, I saw him, like, like, did Donald Trump, like, has he come out and, like, supported this idea? Like, yeah, this is something we should look into. Yes, he said oh, Okay, 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 that, okay. Uh, and it's the NRA's position. The okay. NRA's position is they want to turn schools into military compounds. They're very clear that they want schools to be armed to the teeth. <laughs> like, what is this, Tel Aviv? I've talked to Victor about this. This ain't Palestine, bro. But it's like, is this the type of world we want to live in? Like, where are, we send our children to jail, like, for the day. Like, go to yeah, this military bro. compound. You have soldiers with uh, Uzis wandering the halls to make sure that there's no, you know, trouble. Everyone's locked down. They got bars on the windows. They got, you know, bulletproof, bulletproof everything all over the place. You can't move anywhere. <clears throat> Everyone's got their wrist sensor detectors that they have to wear when they walk into the room. Do you know what happened then? Well, that happens. Then they're just like, well, while we're here, we may as well train all these people so we can fucking start training like 14 and 15 year old kids and just uh, what? And then turn that, what? Fox News is proposing this. There are hosts on Fox News that are saying we need to train these kids in martial arts and to learn how to Dude, kill, they're just gonna learn how to kill attackers. <laughs> how do how do you to, apprehend? We need to turn these into military <laughs> compounds and train our children to be killers. It's, it's basically what they're proposing. It's like a like, what the fuck? It'd be are like you a legal about? a legal loophole on how to train like military training for the army or marines. That's part. That's they're halfway there. They're not quite there. That's yeah. what that's they, what they, they do in the Middle they, East. They, they want to they want to train children in physical defense. Not all of them. They're, this is a couple of I have to say further right people's suggestions. But they want to like arm all the teachers or arm some of the teachers, even arming some of the teachers. Would you have felt comfortable if you knew any of our teachers were armed going to high school? Like had a gun. If I knew they had a, it depends on how they carried themselves. If I knew they had like a military background and they knew what they were doing, then yes. But hell no, (laughs) no way, dude. The best cheeseburger I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing wrong, nothing negative to say about that man. Shout out to Coach Carp if you're listening. Yeah, he would. does follow through in his promises. Hey, we turned out yeah, all right, Coach. He did those hundred meter, meter hurdles, and he yeah. bought him a cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. What? He, he when was this? I had to, I had to do a drill correctly, and I would, I was struggling to three step because you would, you hurdle, oh, you was, step three times, and you know whatever, you know what I'm saying. But he's like, Neil, if you could do it, I'll get you a cheeseburger. And I was just hungry as hell, and I did what I had to do. To he eat. was one of the coaches. After Coach Carp said, "If you do it, I'll give you a cheeseburger," and he was like. Oh, okay, and you just like he transformed into this like athlete, and then he just like do, 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 yeah. do, and he's done. And Coach Carp is like, it was like one of those things. Were you were you like being one of those pool shark people who like tricked me into that? I also learned that I, also I bamboozled no, him like, like into happening. Because I, I don't think that you were able to ever do it that yeah. well again. No, I was. I was. I, I think that was the last time that you did. Vic, home. Vic, you ever been hungry? Yeah, I was hungry, bro. You feel me? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, but um, food speaks, man. Yeah, man, you know what? You know, you gotta incentivize stuff for people, especially young, testosterone-driven men. Yeah. You know. But I, I feel so bad because the kids these days have to have to. They're taught um, active shooter drills. We never had to do that. I don't remember. Dude, when no. I was at the Naperville active Park District, drills. we did the dumbest shit. So we go to this place on how. Yeah, we did one of those active shooter drills, and. It was so stupid. I didn't learn anything from it. It was one of those things where, on paper, yes, these people went through the classroom. It was just like, 
a legal thing, I guess you could say. Yeah. Because you know what they did? We went outside, and the guy's like, all right, guys, now everyone just find a spot to hang out. I'm going to pretend like I'm the shooter. I'm going to be using these tennis balls to throw at you. All right? I'm going to be saying bang when I throw them. Yeah. And he just threw tennis balls at us, and we have to go and run and find a place to hide outside. I bet you that shit's not happening right now. It was now. so stupid. I, I totally It was so stupid. They are not taking it that lightly anymore. I can't remember what happened, why they instigated that, because that would have been in, like, 2015. Yeah. Or so. Yeah. I've lost track of all of the shootings that have happened. It's been, it's been in waves. Schools have started adopting these policies. Yeah. Uh, like, individually, and there hasn't been really any sort of national regulation, but schools have been arming up. I mean, look at Lombard West, how, how it's changed. I mean, we've locked down our campus. Yeah. All, all schools are taking procedures right now to sort of do it. You have schools in Texas that already have armed guards, you know, and inner city schools, a lot of these inner city schools, you have... Yeah, um, metal detectors. Well, you have the metal detectors, yeah. and then you also have armed, I don't know if they're city cops or if they are private security forces, but they have armed people in a lot of these schools already. So when people are proposing army teachers or things like that, like... I mean, the reality is we're already seeing a good portion of the community just yeah. already preemptively having to do that. You know how a lot of people are um, like, mm, I'm turning 30, mm, I'm so old. It's going to be an old thing. Go what on. do you mean? No, go on. I'm 30, that's why... No, I'm not making fun of old people. What I'm getting is, oh fuck you. What I'm getting is, no. What I'm getting, I should, I should say, I'm not making fun. I'm not making fun of people who are whining about getting old. But I'm pumped to get older year after year because I'm pumped for like, yes, I'm 30. It's like a newer version, a more wise version of the 20s because you're still youthful. But what I'm getting is, I'm super pumped to be like 90 years old. Just so that I can look back on, oh, yes, I do remember the Parkland shooting. I do remember this going on in politics. I remember Donald 9/11. Trump. I do remember 9-11. And have, like, a whole catalog of memories and and being able to live through and see the world change. And That's what I'm excited about. Victor, what did David Bowie say? Oh, uh, it was – I don't remember the exact phrasing, yeah. but it was something along the lines that – well, you remember it exactly. Yeah, it I don't remember like, exactly. It I'll, was like I, men, what was it? So I'll, I'll paraphrase. Um, he pretty much said that um, we shouldn't view growing old as a bad thing because you become the person you should have been your entire life. Yes. You know, but the people who fear getting older are those who haven't done their homework, um, who haven't done their homework. Uh Another great quote that I read recently is society will make losers losers out of those that fail to invest in themselves. You know, if you've been doing what you're supposed to do, you know, throughout your 20s, you know, and I'm not saying everything was perfect, but I think the three of us have done excellent jobs on on working on ourselves and studying and, and networking and having experiences outside of our comfort comfort zones and humbling ourselves. So we can learn and, and become better versions of ourselves in the long run. So we're, we're doing all right at 29 or if you're old as hell like Rick's. Um, he looks 35. He's actually 30, y'all. <laughs> Dude, let me real quick. I want to read. I looked up some David Bowie quotes. Yeah. And they're really awesome. Yeah. First one. Who's David Bowie? I'll explain a, a, later. A, 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 guy I don't Mi- know. a guy who Michael Jackson pissed off. That's says, all you need to know. I don't know where I'm going from here, but I promise it won't be boring. Um, 
The truth is, of course, is that there is no journey. We are arriving and departing all at the same time. Lame. I'm an instant star. Just add water and stir. <laughs> all right. How long are we uh, going to go through this? Shrimp? We're not. I, w- I was only leaving. Right? <laughs> he's only going to read three. He's going to go with the three. I was only going to read, read three. Also, three um, R.I.P. Hugh Hefner. Rick, so what do you think bro, about Hugh nobody, Hefner? Bro, nobody. Bro, nobody. Uh, yes. Because 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 a man no in this country covered. is not supposed to have multiple women. It is primitive. Dude, you know what my it mom is wrong. said. It is abhorrent. You know what my mom said. He, 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 I remember the night that he died. It was uh, I had seen an article on it, or it was trending on Twitter, I think. And all the newscasts, it was like the very last thing that they said. Is like, and in remembrance, Hugh Hefner passed away today. Well, that's it for the night. Yeah. Nightly news tonight. Like, and that was it. They didn't say anything about what he did or anything about who he was. He has this just, show. He died. It's called Playboy um, yeah, Dark. Yeah. Or something it, like it, that. No, 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 no. It, it's uh, it was like it's like a show based on his yeah, career. Yeah, I watched that. And, and my mom watched on it. She freaking, reco- on, on, on Amazon Prime or yeah, whatever. Yeah, my mom watched it's it and so she dope. she you recommended to it to me. And my you mom became to- a fan of Hugh Hefner after watching that. Ricks, you need to look into that as some as someone like as as one of the most. And I hate tooting this guy's horn as someone as one of the most creative people I know, and as a writer, and as a sharp ass dude like. From someone who came up in Chicago with this artistic view of this publication that he would create and where he saw it going, like, in subsequent decades. Like, it's super dope. It is super dope. It's really dope. great. And it What's is – America, American Story, Playboy, something like something like okay. that. Yeah. Just type in Hugh Hefner and I'm sure it will pop up. In Amazon Prime, bro. Yeah, check it out. Right. Yeah, this is for you. I'm not doing this for me. This is for you, bro. That oh, is thanks, really man. good. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I hope you do, man. But it is it is such a dope story. And no one appreciates that, man. And I remember one day, like, I brought a Playboy to work. But I, I was I read the articles. <laughs> I read the articles. Because they had some pretty interesting articles. Like, they interviewed Malcolm X. They interviewed yeah. Dr. King. Like Surprisingly progressive. Yeah. Uh, they were, like, really progressive. A there. strong advocate for social justice and equality for all. Yeah, it's a super dope series. Well, like, well, like, 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 well, like, like. And you think about it. I mean, all of these sort of institutions, Playboy included, are all going to have their flaws. But look at the things that they have been able to contribute to society. Like, yeah, they haven't been able to fix all the problems. In fact, they probably contributed to. They're it. in the top but three most recognizable brands in the world. Damn, it's Money? yeah, yeah. I think it's number three behind yeah. Coca Cola and Apple. I don't know what the order is, but I know I think it's Coca Cola, Apple, and the Playboy Bunny. Are the yeah, three most recognizable that, yeah. brands in the entire world? You, huh. you guys, you guys. Well, it is the last day of Black History Month, so it might not matter anymore. Oh, but you guys, I know. What are we gonna? Yeah. What are we gonna do? Right? That's we. Great. I mean, I mean. Well, we can watch Black Panther. <laughs> you know, after we were done filming this, you know what I'm saying? Fry some ribs. You know, listen to some <laughs> music. You know, and, and you know what I'm saying? You know, because I mean, Black culture has contributed a lot to america you know what i'm saying in 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 negative ways and but in mostly positive ways and it's something that really goes under the microscope you know i mean you know those glenelyn kids the sons of these the sons and daughters of these waspy ass parents you know what i'm saying love them some hip-hop you know love them some little john you know you know? Yeah, it's interesting i and the difference the difference between white color and blue color like 
worlds are yeah. very revealing. Yeah. I, I feel like I've learned a lot these past couple years working in drywall. I've told Mary this a lot, but yeah. it's, just, it's it's weird being around a bunch of like white dudes who are very resentful, especially of the Hispanic community for coming in and appreciating labor values. Yeah. But like they're taking the, our jobs. Uh, Name that celebrity. You know, <laughs> a lot of women haters, a lot of like they hate women, like and they're just open about it. Racist, sexist, like they're just they are who they are and everyone just sort of accepts it. It's the culture. Really? Whereas the white collar world is like respectable. Like people treat each other with respect, you know. Um you know, integrity. If you if you're supposed to do a job, you're expected to get it done and done fully. Whereas in the blue collar work, it's pretty normal for people just to do half the job and then just leave them like, oh, I guess I forgot, kind of thing. It's yeah. very interesting. Very and everyone's just bitter and angry. Not everyone, but there's a lot of bitterness and a lot of anger and a lot of resentment towards us type of people. Why do you think that is? Uh, have you been able to dissect that, yeah, or is yeah, that still these are people a huge mystery? Who have low education, who are like, okay. you have these smart, college-educated elitists like looking down on us. We're building their homes, but you know. And so I think that has a lot to do with it. Is that you have a lot of these people who are working to build things for people who can afford to buy things, and they're living in this this wholly separate world. And I think that there's a lot of anger and jealousy and envy and feeling like you know if you're treated like garbage then you're gonna act like garbage and just blow away yeah and they feel like the powers that be um those who are influential have alienated them you know what i'm saying a lot of people are treated pretty poorly in the blue collar world in in the construction world and i mean just yeah yeah it's a like there's reason for people to be bitter for sure and you think about it too. You add in these people who are just don't know how to think critically. Like they've never been taught how to cr- think critically. Like form an argument, use evidence. Like they don't know how to do that. And so when they're told something, and most of them do watch Fox News, when they're told <laughs> something, and that informs their worldview. So it's like, yes, Mexicans are the enemy because they have stolen your jobs, and they don't know how to cr- think critically. So Fox News tells them something, and they say. Oh, as I understand it, someone who I trust, a news source, is telling me this, I must believe it. And the insidious part about Fox News and conservative media is that you can't trust anyone else. You only have to trust conservative media. And so that kind of eliminates any escaping from the bubble because you're told all these other people are wrong. Not just wrong, but they're evil as well. And so you have to stay away from them. And just listen to us because we're the only ones who tell you the truth. They don't know any better. Like they don't know. Like they don't know how to form their own sort of opinion against that. They're just people trying to make it by day by day. So, you know, I think it feeds. Feeds. It's a very cyclical environment. Yeah. They. I think that political elites, not just Fox News, not just the media, not just politicians, but industry leaders and a lot of people have done a very good job at sort of creating this cycle of resentment in the working class in a way that just, if they're not focused on feeding their families, they're focused on their anger and resentment towards the fact that they have to worry about feeding their families. And who causes that? It's your neighbor, you know, is what the elites tell you. But, again, 
I, I mean, who do you point the finger at? Because Victor asked a good question. Like, you know, where do you think that comes from? But again, those who have failed to invest in themselves. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, the foundation you have of our a choice to invest in themselves. You do have a choice. You you choose not to. You like you don't. Does anyone like like Rick? Do I do I do I force Ray's colleague to say you can only watch Fox News? Hey, try something else. Talk to somebody. See what his experience is like. Think outside of the box. If, Think outside if of the box. I've never seen a black person in my life, and all I knew they've was seen black people. I'm they've seen Latinos. Okay, but you can't use it in this type of scenario because it doesn't apply to their particular situation. I know these guys. I meet these types of guys at all. The Adam Grubers of the world. That's why. How do you say something so stupid and ignorant to me? But you, you, you have black friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you still have this small-minded thinking? But you never learn how to listen. You like, I mean, uh, you have trouble listening, but you at least have a concept of what listening is. You can incorporate new information and change your mind. Like these people don't know how to listen. That's a fundamental thing they never learn how to do. If you don't know how to listen, you're never gonna grow. You're never gonna change your mind. Because you've never heard, you haven't heard anything. That's a really like, literally, good. Literally, it just boom, 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 you're boom, just boom, waiting boom. for your you, turn to you talk. Say things, you're you're literally exactly. You are literally just waiting for your turn to talk. So anything that anyone says to them is like boom, 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 because all they're just they protected themselves and they're just focused on what they're going to say next. Doesn't matter what anyone else says to them. Doesn't matter. How, like you could be screaming that in their face, and they're just like, "Well, how am I going to respond to this next?" Like, yeah, and so. Yeah. They haven't, but they haven't been, and I don't think that that's their fault. I think that's the public education system's fault for not being able to teach people how to listen before coming up with their own argument. Like, that's part of the problem, yeah. is that people just don't know how to listen. They're told, you need to be independent, you need to have your own voice, you need to be able to be you, right? And in the process of being you, you've forgotten about everyone else. Yeah. But, let's say, especially people, a lot of people in this town, we all, we would go you go to school with someone since like kindergarten. So we all went to the same, in this town, like the same school system. So how is it that some people have the ability to actively listen and maintain an open mind and other people just don't care and just want to say what they want to say? Well, you're, well, you, you got to think about it. You're the son of an educator. You're the, I'm the son of an educator and you're the son of an educator. So our parents were all at some point throughout their careers, like they taught. So then they came home and they said, no, like, motherfucker like here's how it is like no one gives a fuck about you when you leave this house so you've got to make sure that you could be at least somewhat sharp and able to critically think so you can survive like that shit's important yeah and every, every person's reason for why they're an ignorant dumb fuck is like <laughs> unique to their own experience yeah, yeah. and there's a re- there's always a reason and no one thinks of themselves as a bad person. No one thinks of themselves right. as a been, bad person. You've been saying even, this for 12 years, even man. Even the worst murderers don't think <laughs> That's of themselves That's the one thing Rick has like, been consistent person. with Rick's over the last 12 years. Like, from junior high to high school to, to college to seminary school to his time as a pastor to being, becoming an entrepreneur. Like, you've, still, you've always said that, you know? No and you, ha- you have a point, though. And so, yeah, like... These people who are saying really horrible and hateful things, I guarantee you, they're not going to bed at night thinking I'm a bad person. I should really change the way that I. Feel. Every time we talk, is about that what they this, sound like? He reverts back <laughs> to like an Alabama accent, Alabama. But no. one thing, um, someone said to me, and uh, 
they were like, you know, you want, you want to become smarter in life? And I was like, yeah, I would love to. They're like, well, realize that you are vastly incompetent. There's a lot out there that you don't know. So we as humans, especially Americans, we tend to overestimate our competence in all types of fields. And that's what sets us back a lot. Realize like that you don't know shit. And even what you do know is only a little part of so much more. And once you realize that, and it's okay. All people are. No one is, you know, supremely competent in all fields. It's okay to not know things and be willing to humble yourself so you can learn and grow from that. So when you come to that realization, like, it's okay, you know, like, you tend to, you know, learn to listen more better. And when did Elliot Hulse get here? I got you. Elliot Hulse definitely didn't say that, by the way. But now, Evan Carmichael might know. Evan Carmichael didn't say it either. He, he might say that. No, there's no, a, no I'm, I'm saying. But, I'm but, saying but, but that, he would, he would say something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, 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 but like straight up and like, and that's what like, I'm all, I'm all right, you know? But the problem is, and this is the thing I've learned over the years, is that, over the past couple of years, <laughs> is that, I mean, yes, none of us think that we're bad people, but like, we probably are in one yeah. form or another. And that's the hardest thing to realize is that, yeah, we're probably fucking up royally in one form or another. And it's just, it's a matter of asking to what degree are you like, you know, <laughs> I mean, to what degree are you fucking up other people's yeah. experiences, right? Absolutely. That's why you got to find a shaman in South America and uh, have him mix up some, oh, what's that called? A special blend of roots. Special <laughs> blend of roots that helps you see what you're doing, what you shouldn't be doing, what you need to be doing. I that's called cocaine. No, hey, Victor. No, it's ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Victor, my cousin or asked DMT. me the, the other day. I was like, I don't know. I'll ask Victor when I see him. How many countries have you traveled to? I've only been. It's going to be a shocker. If you count Canada, that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the United States. No, I don't count United States. Canada, Mexico, Peru, Brazil, Spain. Okay. Years. I've only been to five. Okay. Okay. You haven't been to France? No. You have not been to Asia? No. Okay. Anywhere you plan the on going? The reason I said if you count Canada is because it's like it's pretty similar in terms of culture to the United States. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if they, they have to make a joke. If I kind of did. If they, if they stamp my passport, I count it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Canada, Mexico, Spain, Peru, and Brazil. Okay. Is this set up to brag about how many countries you've been to? Absolutely not. How many countries have you been to, Neil? It was not set up to brag, believe me. No, that, no, what, what do they call that? Is it, isn't there a phrase for that? Like you ask a question just so somebody can ask you a question. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there is a term. Do, you, you don't know right now? Okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, almost two dozen. Almost two dozen. Almost two dozen? Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, I would have to. It's, it's 21, you 22. You lost track of so many countries. Yeah, it's like, it's like 21, 22. It's, it's not quite. Yeah, but I mean, but Whatever. It's cool. No, my my cousin asked me that. I'm like, I don't know. She's like, ask him that because they were asking about you guys and yeah. And I, I I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, I know they've traveled, you know, so that's why they're open minded and. So twenty countries. Yeah. Is let's... there any place that's on your list of places that you haven't planned to travel to yet that really want to go? Brazil. I'm pretty sure my wife is there. Brazil is dope. Yeah, Mrs. Future Mrs. Batang. Ask Victor where to go. Yeah. If you end up going there. Is there a country that you've been to that you will never go back? There's a city I've been to that I'll never go back. Which city? An American city, Portland, Oregon. (laughs) 
God. <laughs> Dude, Portland, Oregon, effing sucks. <laughs> what the? Did I tell you guys Why? about Portland? No. It is though. It's 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 so weird. Why? It's so weird. Okay, there's no black folk. There are no black folk, and if you want to find them, they're at the Nike store. Go to the Nike store. You'll see all the black people in Portland. And then you leave and they just vanish. It's like they only exist, you know, in the confines of a retail Nike store. That's it. Other than that, you can't find them. Like, it's super weird. It's always gray. Like, it sucked. Like, the girls there just, like, aren't that pretty. The food is delicious. And from an aesthetic point, it's very beautiful. Verandas and gorges and hills and wine and beer and it's whatever but it's just it sucks i could never live there i can never go there like victor i remember like like waiting for an uber and a homeless person or bum pops out of a dumpster <laughs> like, whoa what's going on here I'm like dude why the fuck are we here bro why are we here like i remember like I was I was waiting for an Uber another time, like to meet up with my friends, and there's a homeless lady having a full out conversation with herself, and she's talking and she's babbling, going back and forth. And I'm like, "Are you all right?" And she breaks her conversation, and she's like, "Yeah, baby, I'm good. Are you?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm cool. Okay, cool." And then she goes back to having a full out conversation with herself. It is the scariest thing ever. It is weird, dude. Literally every every caricature that you could think of portland oregon you just <laughs> summed it up in i the think of hipster when i think I'm of like, portland oregon but it's like, as well but it's, but it's but but it's like it's like i think he summed it up really but it's i like, really want to like, go no, there now yeah, it's, it's, no, it's like it's like it's bro please don't <laughs> go there believe it yeah <laughs> i think that's the thing that really is just like hello <laughs> yo what's up bro hello. it's a sunday morning i'm outside waiting before brunch i'm like dude what the like like i was I was, like i was talking to my friend and stuff me and my buddy were having a conversation he's smoking a cigarette some chick runs by us and throws a stuffed animal at us. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What, what the, the fuck is, is it? The most unfriendly, like, homeless people I've ever met. Like, damn. Portland? Dude. Oh, my God. Bars closed there at, like, 10, p- 10 p.m. Yeah, 10 p.m. That's I'm like, last call. I'm like, oh, you guys got to shut down? I'm like, last call. Like, oh, like, as in we can't eat anymore? No, as in we're closing. I'm like, it's 945. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, it is so weird, dude. And like, I remember, like, I like I work with three people from Portland, and like, yeah, I'm from Portland. I'm like, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes so you understood much, them a little bit dude, more now oh that you've gone there. Oh my god, yeah, that's the thing about traveling. You're able to understand people. Like, it, it makes sense. Like, why you are the way you are. Like, I, I, I've kind of got you figured out. Not yeah. entirely, but like enough to you know make sense of yeah. our interactions. Fucking Portland, bro. Portland. There's a sign that says "Keep Portland Weird." I was like, "Why is this place so weird? <laughs> Why is this place so weird?" I didn't like, know they're weird. And like, whenever like I go to a new city, like I I, I post it like on Facebook. Oh, Neil Batang is traveling to this city. Right. And, like Portland got the least amount of likes. And I was like, <laughs> before I even got, there, I'm like, yo, and I just remember like being and it just like the vibe. I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? I know awful. I've had. I'm trying to think real hard. I can't recall though. I know I've had a few experiences where I'm just like really weird, wacky shits happening to me and I can't explain it, but I can't recall what those are. I really want to share some of those memories, but I know I've had the experience where like every like every 15 minutes something else happens. I'm just like, what is going on right now? We went to a bar and I felt like 
like I feel like Blade Trinity was filmed there. Like like everyone there is a vampire. I'm convinced you have to be a vampire to live in this. Like they get no sun. Like you guys are all vitamin D deficient. Like yeah. I feel terrible for you. Portland, Oregon. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. It's Wicker Park times 10,000. <laughs> oh, my God. It broke, like, Portland? Uh, Wicker Park what? times 10,000. <laughs> Bro, the entire weekend I was there, I saw, like, outside of my friends, we saw no black folk. I'm like, yo, I need to see some black folk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a Nike store. Like, here, 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 go. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I go there, and I see all the black I'm like, oh, my God. Did you talk to them? Like, guys, tell me, what is going I'm on like, here? I'm, Why do you and, live and here? And I look at I'm like, what's up? Like, hey, what's up, bro? I'm like, you too, huh? He's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like you've been captured by some sort of spirit. Like, it was like a scene from Get Out. Like, <laughs> dude, it was just so creepy. You would not think it was, like, an actual city. You would think it was some sort of fictitious oh location. That's something that you were just there for a like, weekend? I guarantee you if Victor and I went there, we'd be like, what, what are you talking about? It's yeah. Fucking A. Fucking A. Portland. Like, suburban. You know, well, I mean, that is so crazy. Oh, my, oh my goodness. God. I, well, I, again, I've, I've traveled to over 20 countries. I have never <laughs> felt like I was in more of a foreign place in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Hong Kong didn't make me feel that way. <laughs> Bali, Indonesia didn't make me feel that way. No. No. Ireland didn't make me feel that way. You know what? Maybe Portland, Oregon. I was <laughs> home. I didn't have to bring a passport. I was in the United States, well, I think. I guess we're not getting any calls from the Portland board. Of that is so <laughs> funny, dude. Please. please. You guys want some calls, dude. Y'all need to diversify that freaking city, man. Wow. wow. I hear there's a lot of piercings, though. Like, in this, like... Like, everyone has piercings on their... No, I, I, didn't, I didn't notice that. That was a stereotype. That no, I it was, that was it was very... Actual thing. Or tattoos or something. Mm. <laughs> 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 the facial expressions oh you're making right now. Oh, my God. It was hell... Oh my god. That's America. <laughs> That's a pretty good note to end on, I think. Is Portland red or blue? It's really? It's just me. No, but but or but Oregon outside of Portland is red, but the city of Portland is blue. Yes, but most of Portland is pretty blue. Okay. Or I mean, most of Oregon is pretty. Blue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a pretty progressive. Damn. Area. Is there anything else you want to add, and before we conclude? Uh, can I can I do my shout outs, Rick? No. no, you can't. You can do it. We're not going to do, do shout outs. We're going to edit it out. Gonna edit it out. Uh, shout out to Nikita, Dom, Hope All's Well in Cameroon, Dono, Sean, Mumi Clo, Nick Marquez, uh, Stream of Thought Podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Later. This yeah, last, <laughs> last but certainly not least, Stream of Thought. You guys are doing your thing. Keep it up.